rock of ages, cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Come, Holy Spirit, as we approach your word this morning, would you open our hearts, open our minds to receive. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. In 1995, there was a Christian contemporary music group called Big Tent Revival, and they released a song called Two Sets of Joneses, and if you by any chance remember the song, then it might be in your head right now, but the song is about two couples, two young married couples. One has wealth and all the things that make for happiness. One is poor and has faith in Jesus, and the chorus of the song goes like this. The rain came down, and it blew the four walls down, and the clouds rolled away, and only one set of Joneses was standing that day. And I have to admit that when I read the words from Matthew 7, from this passage, immediately that song comes into my mind. I don't know if you're like that, but for me, somebody could say a random phrase, and I've got, you know, Bon Jovi in my head or something for the rest of the day. Shot to the heart, you know what I mean? Um... (laughs) Jesus says the rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew, and the house fell, and great was the fall. What an amazing passage. You know, it makes me ask myself a question. What am I building my life on? What am I building my life on? We've been in a series for several weeks called The Treasure in a Field, and we've been talking about the kingdom of God, the gospel. We've been asking the question, what does it look like for a person to discover Jesus and all that he has to offer and to respond wholeheartedly. We got the name from this passage, as you might remember, from a passage in Matthew 13, where Jesus says, the kingdom of God is like a man who discovers a treasure in a field and covers it up, and then in his joy goes and sells all that he has so that he can buy that field. So that's what the kingdom of God is like. It's that important. It's that valuable. A lot of our teaching series has been coming from the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. The passage today is actually the last portion of the Sermon on the Mount. You could, you could sort of picture this little parable Jesus tells as the capstone of the Sermon on the Mount. And when people heard his words and marveled at his authority, they were amazed. So I have one point today. Please hold your applause. <laughs> Only a life built on Jesus can withstand the storms. Only a life built on Jesus can withstand the storms. And I'm just going to make three observations from that one point. So it's kind of a trick. (laughs) If you wanted the outline, here here are the three points. Number one, builders build houses, but people build lives. Builders build houses, people build lives. Number two, storms are coming. Storms are coming. Number three, Jesus is the rock. Jesus is the rock. All right, so only a life built on Jesus will withstand the storms. Let's jump in. You know, parables are thick with metaphor. If you don't remember your high school or college English, English class, a metaphor is a comparison without using like or as. Okay? So let me give you a couple examples. Time is money. We use that metaphor to say, well, time is valuable to us, right? Here's another one. It's always darkest before the dawn. 
And it might be true about nature, but it's a metaphor for your life and for your situation. You know, if you're sad or if things are hard, don't worry, they're going to get brighter soon. Here's one that Jesus is using in this passage. Your life is a house. Your life is a house. He uses a metaphor for a house, specifically the foundation of a house, to talk about your life. I think it's safe to assume that all of us live in a house, right? Maybe a condo, an apartment. Try to take a minute and think about how important your house is to you. All of your possessions are probably there. Some of us have extra storage houses for more stuff, right? But most of our possessions are in our house. Memories, keepsakes, and the most important thing, people we love. Houses are important because of what they house. I I don't imagine you're particularly attached to the wood and sheetrock and concrete that your house is made out of. But houses are really valuable. That's why an intrusion in your house or a house fire is so devastating because what's kept in our house is precious. I have a friend who is a pastor and teacher lost his house on Thanksgiving Day to a fire. Thanksgiving weekend. He, he was telling me about all the things that were in the house. Rare books, musical instruments, pictures. Never going to get them back. Houses are important. Now let's be honest with ourselves here. We all live in pretty nice houses compared to the rest of the world. And when we are looking for a house, we're thinking, how's the neighborhood? Do I like how it looks? Does it have a good yard? It has a very open concept. I like the open concept. We're not really thinking, is the house going to stay up? Is it going to fall over? But imagine if it, if it was your responsibility to build the house. Then we would be asking ourselves that question. In fact, we would probably never go to each other's house for dinner because it was too, li- too much of a liability and the house could fall. But did you know that that's what's happening with your life? You're responsible to build your life. Builders build houses with wood and sheetrock and concrete. You build your life by who you follow and what you do. So what are you building? What are you building? If you want to build a good house out on a piece of property somewhere, hire a good contractor. If you want to build a good life, listen to Jesus and obey him. That's what he's saying. Builders build houses. People are building lives. So what are you building? And what are you building your life on? That's my first observation. Second observation, storms will come. Storms will come. You know, did you notice that Jesus didn't say, if the storms come? And if the rain were to blow and the floods were to rise, the house probably wouldn't make it. He didn't say that. He said, when the storms came and when the winds blew and when the floods rose, the house fell or stood. It doesn't take a genius to discover that life is hard, right? I mean, you don't have to be around very long to know that. But what Jesus is saying is that the storms do more than just come. They test the structure of what we have built. Now, I'm not going to get into why bad things happen or why storms happen figuratively or literally. But the point is this. Storms reveal what the house is made out of. And we see that from the foolish builder. The winds came, 
He built his life on the sand, and when the storm came, the house fell, and great was its destruction. If you build your house on the sand, you're not only a fool, but you're going to lose everything. Do you know there's a difference between hearing and doing? Some of us hear and don't listen. Some of us hear and don't do, myself included. Jesus is a master teacher. You know that, right? Jesus is brilliant as a teacher. He sums up hearing and doing with another parable in Matthew 21. Briefly, let me summarize this parable, okay? Jesus is talking, and he says, there's a man who has two sons. He says to the one son, go out and work in the vineyard. And the son says, yes, father, I will go. And he does not go. He goes to his second son, and he says, I need you to go out and work in the vineyards. And the son says, father, I will not go. And then later changes his mind and goes. And Jesus asks his listeners, who did the will of the father? Obviously, it was the second son. But here's where we ought to be a little bit afraid, careful. Because did you notice that it was the one who said the wrong thing who actually did the right thing? In our passage from James, we hear about a man who heard the word of God but did not do it. Just as foolish as looking at yourself in a mirror and then walking away and forgetting what you look like. Now, if you're a guy in the room, you're thinking, well, that's a big deal. Happens to me all the time, right? I noticed that I hadn't shaved or I have bedhead and I just went went out anyway. I just, you know. But all kidding aside, it's not very logical that we would walk away from the mirror and then forget completely what we're like. The point of that passage is it should be just as logical to hear the words of God and do them. We've been doing this Storytellers Testimonies series on Wednesday nights. We've got two weeks left. If you haven't come, come check it out. I love what one of the ladies said, that in the good times, when you're reading the Word of God, when you're with the people of God, that's preparation for the storms. So what's your life built on is going to be tested when things get hard, not when it's sunny out. Storms are going to come, and they're going to test what we have built. There's no question about this. Jesus said, in this world you might have trouble. No. In this world you will have trouble. Take heart, I have overcome the world. The question is, will your house stand or fall? Will your life stand or fall? Only a life built on Jesus will withstand the storms. So builders build houses and people build lives. The storms are coming to test what we build. And third, Jesus is the rock. Jesus is the foundation. You know what else I love about this parable? Jesus doesn't say, if you're smart, if you have a lot of resources, if you planned really well, your house will survive. He doesn't say that either. Let me ask you a question. What's the biggest difference maker between the house that stands and the house that falls? It's the foundation. It's the foundation. You know, I think I used to confuse part of this passage with the three little pigs. Because I not only assumed that the house was built on sand, but it was poorly built on the sand. Like it was out of sticks or straw. And when the storms huffed and puffed, it fell down. 
But did you know it doesn't say that? It doesn't say anything about how poor the house was built on the sand. So I take that to mean even a great house built on sand will fall. So the foundation makes the difference. It's not the skill of the builder. So only a life built on Jesus can withstand the storm. So how do we do that? Well, we just hear and obey. Isn't that what he said? It's, it's where faith like a child comes in. Because a child says, okay, I have a daughter. And sometimes we say, if she gives, uh, has attitude with us, we'll say, no, no, you say, yes, daddy. And she goes, okay, yes, daddy. You know, she just doesn't know any better. So just repeat it. Faith like a child. Do what Jesus says. But this is not easy. Either we're, we're too weak to obey, either in our rebellion we refuse, or we just flat out can't or don't want to. We think, there's got to be more to it than that, Jesus. Hear and obey? It's too late for me. You don't know. I've wandered too far. Here's the good news. It's never too late to obey Jesus. Did you know that? It's never too late to start building on the rock. What are Jesus' words? Let me remind you of a couple things that Jesus has said. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. So can you do that? Can you hear it and obey? Can you come? He says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. Can you do that? Can you ask? Jesus said, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Because I'm going to prepare a place for you. Can you believe? Now your answer might be no. And you'd be right. You see, if, if I just stood up here and told you, try harder to obey Jesus and believe That's not helpful at all, because you can't, and neither can I. But this is where the gospel comes in, because Jesus always supplies what he demands. That's what's unique about Jesus. He says, believe in me, but I've supplied all that you need to believe. He says, come to me, but I have already opened the way and made it easy for you to come. Romans says, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the words of Jesus. So can we come to Jesus? He's the rock. And if we come to him, we'll have a life that will withstand the storms. So let me get a little bit practical for a second before I wrap it up. Maybe you're thinking, okay, build my life. I still don't really get it. Well, let's go back to our metaphor, the metaphor of a house. If you're going to build a house, you need a few things. You need time, because it takes time. You need money, lots of money. And you need strategy, you need a plan. And I wanna suggest to you that those three things are good indicators of what kind of life you're building. What are you spending your time on? Are you building a life for yourself and for your kingdom or for God's kingdom? What are you spending your money on? And what is your mind going to, to desire, to wish for, to hope for? When those things are directed at Jesus and his words, you're going to build a solid life. Only a life 
built on Jesus will withstand the storms. There's a, a phrase that I love. I heard a pastor say it once, only one life, it will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. So I started off talking about two sets of Joneses, and I want to talk about one more Jones. When I was 14 years old, my family went to a new church, and the pastor of that church's name was Butch Jones. And I love Pastor Butch because he preached with fire and intensity and authority, but tenderness and love. I mean, he would have tears in his eyes almost every time he preached because he was so heartfelt about what he was, what he was saying. And he would finish the sermon, and he would come down the steps in the front of the altar kind of like this, and he would say, all right, now we're going to have a song. And if anybody wants to, just, just come. Just come to Jesus. Come receive prayer. Come give your life to Jesus. Come lay your burdens down. Just come. And he would say that those two words, the most beautiful words in Jesus' vocabulary, just come. Come to me. So you know what? I did. I would come up every week, I think, the whole time we went to this church. And people probably thought I was crazy or I had really serious problems. Um, But you know what? I, I didn't care. I didn't care. Because I saw something in Pastor Butch Jones, a love for Jesus that I wanted. And I was in touch enough, thankfully, with what was going on inside me here to know I can't do it on my own. I try. I still try. You know, building is hard. It's hard work. Pound of the nails. Trying to build something important. I still do that. I try to control. And the words of Jesus are, come to me. Believe in me. Receive what I have offered you. That's why I love worship. Because every time I come to God in worship, I'm reminded that Jesus is my only hope. And it's not bad news. It's good news. It's good news. So as you're considering Jesus' words today, as you're you're thinking about, what's my life being built on? What are people going to remember me for? As you're thinking about storms that will come, have come, or maybe you're in them right now, Come to Jesus as the solid rock, the only rock that you can build your life on because that's the only life that's going to last. And there's lots of opportunities in a service just like this to come to Jesus. We we respond to the word of God in prayer. When we come and kneel, when we sing, when we receive prayer ministry, those things are, are just part of coming to Jesus and building our life on a solid foundation. Come to Jesus. Only a life built on him will withstand the storms. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would give us grace. I thank you that you have made a way for us. That you have satisfied all the requirements of the law. That you have conquered shame, sin, death, and the grave. There is nothing that can hinder us from coming to you. So Lord, make us the kind of people who will come, who will be like the man who sees the treasure buried in the field, and we're willing to do whatever it takes 
so that we can own that field. If we have you, we have everything we need. Do this work in your people, I pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.